once that turkey comes out of the egg and that turkey uh, goes get insects water, it follows its mama everywhere. And that baby turkey, those baby turkeys, will kiki to their mothers when they're lost. And as a young turkey, until they grow older, they, they get louder, of course, but as a young turkey, they just barely make a sound like this. Real high pitch. It's not very loud because it's so small. Mm-hmm. Okay, and, and they get separated from the mama. They make camel boots on my feet, bow in my hand, walking in the early dawn to climb up in my stand. Redbone, what would you say if I could tell you that you could kill a buck on a certain day? I would say you're crazy. There's no way to predict how the bucks are going to move. Well, you're wrong. There's a new camera out called Wise Eye Technologies. These guys can predict the actual deer movement exact time that a deer is going to come through. Really? Wise Eye Technology? This camera has five megapixel pictures, has a GPS system built inside, and it's an experience using this camera. It collects data and tells you the movement, wind direction, everything. On a camera? On a camera. WiseEyeTechnologies.com. And how do I find out more information about these guys? You go to WiseEyeSmartCam.com. I'm using them. You should, too. Make your hunt easier. Use WiseEye. WiseEye. Legacy Farm and Land. Presents. Welcome to American Roots Outdoors. Alex Rutledge via phone from my home office. Redbone is in the studio, and Wayne is not joining us today. He's got some business he's taking care of, and... Welcome to show three of understanding the wild turkey, wild turkey hunting tactics, calling techniques, habitat, biology. This is show three of an eight-week series. And this show this week, we're going to talk about vocalizations of the wild turkey. Redbone, this weather is so pretty out here, and I've listened to the last three mornings. I've not heard a turkey gobble yet. Really? Well, I was going to ask, uh, with, with weather being like it is, uh, you know, they'll start warming up here pretty quick. Yes, it is. And I think it's supposed to be in 70 degrees tomorrow. Then we got storms coming in here in southern Missouri. And uh, we're going to talk about turkey vocalization in segment two of the show. Uh, but what I want to talk about now is these high school district championships coming up. Uh, it's already started in some areas across the state. Oh, yeah. And Arkansas and Missouri. And uh, let's talk about that. Okay, well, I mean, we're recording on Wednesday, so we've only had, you know, Monday and Tuesday of the district tournaments. Already there have been a couple of upsets along the way, or perceived upsets, when the higher seed lost to the lower seed, and sometimes, you know, things all get lost. But, yeah, good district tournaments, and, uh, you know, by the time this thing airs on Saturday, most of them will be over, the girls' tournaments anyway. But, yeah, I'd, you know, it, it, it and again, recording in the middle of the week, is, it's just kind of hard to say right now, but... um it's it's a fun time. That's what I'm going to say. From a broadcaster, and of course I do the Thayer Bobcat, the Alton Comet games, and uh, boys and girls, and I'm having a ball right now. Basketball every night, and you know, Alex, the thing that makes it so much fun this time of the year is it's win or go home. And I always yeah. feel bad yeah. for the team that loses because those seniors probably are playing their last organized basketball. Now there are a few that will go on to to play at the next level, but for the most part, those kids have you know, put in the time since they were in the third grade. And then in an instant, it just comes to a close. It comes to an end. And I, I salute the coaches in the region because they have to know how to handle that. 
and console yeah. those kids. And, and I saw it. I did boys games on Tuesday night up at Houston and watched all three of the games and then did the, the final game. And, uh, you know, when, when the games were basically over, one team was leading by a lot, those coaches were pulling those seniors out one at a time, let their fans applaud them and giving them a big hug, consoling them a little bit on the sidelines. And you just like to see that. That's, that's kind of the beauty of high school sports right there. It is. It is. I want to give a shout out to KAPE AMFM station over at Cape Girada and KWOC AMFM at Pompa Bluff and KSMO AMFM at Salem, Missouri and KKOZ AMFM at Ava, Missouri. And to all the teams that's in those listening areas, we wish you the best of luck and we cheer for all of you. And it's hard to show favoritism to any of y'all because you're all listening to our shows. Uh, I do want to say Liberty played Houston, Missouri last night, uh, ranked number seven in our district. Liberty's ranked second, and they beat uh, Houston over 28 points, I believe, last night, Red Bull. Yeah, I was there, and um, Houston, you know, has really struggled. Put up a good fight for a while. It was actually a pretty good ball game in the first half, and then uh, Liberty kind of uh, took over. And, yeah, and Terrell Gaines scored 30 before he – and he – he left the game with about four minutes left <laughs> as a as yeah. coach, you know, got some other kids in and gave him a chance to play uh, because the deeper you go into districts and the, and the deeper you go into the state tournament, if you qualify, a lot of those kids that sit on the end of the bench, you know, don't get a whole lot of chance to play between now and the end. So uh, kudos to the coach for you know, getting some of the starters out there yeah. and letting some of those other kids play a little bit, get them a little bit of experience in the districts. And of course, that district. Who uh, did, go ahead. Who did Alton and Fair play? Did they play this week? Uh, yeah, Alton played last night. They got beat by Licking in a really good game. Lost by four points and uh, had some chances to tie it late. It was just a seesaw. We got a one-point differential. So Alton would score and take a one-point lead. Then Licking would go score and take a one-point lead. It was a really good ball game. But uh, Alton went down to defeat in that one. And uh, uh, Marcus Cockrum and Dalton Paulette and uh, Dylan Whalen, the three seniors for Alton, they all uh, you know bowed out their their high school basketball careers are over and I saw a lot of thrilling games out of those boys over the years. So uh, kudos. And uh, they left it all on the court last night. That's all you can ask. Uh, Thayer got a first-round bye, being the number one seed. Uh, they will play yeah. on Thursday night, and they will take on the Willow Springs Bears. That'll be a dandy. It'll be a dandy. It will. And, of course, oh, Liberty, your Liberty Eagles will play. The, yeah, I was going to say Liberty Eagles will play Licking also on Thursday night. So. Well, I want to give a big shout-out to the Donovan Donks, the mm-hmm. girls down there. They're undefeated yep. unless they got defeated last night. No, they won. Uh, they won again. So, yeah, they they end their regular season beat? undefeated. Who did they beat last night? I, I don't know. I just saw the uh, congratulations to the Donets undefeated regular season on social media when I got up this morning. So, um, okay. yeah, they're pretty good. Well, Go Donets. Their girls are really good. They are girls, and the Mammoth Spring girls are really good, too. Let's talk about them as well. Well, Mammoth Spring girls, uh, they are trying to get to the state championship game for the third straight year. Of course, the first year they lost it. Second year they won it this past season, and they are the odds-on favorite to win it now. They've been ranked number one all season long, and they are really good. And they can play any style, uh, just very athletic, shoot the ball well from the the, uh, perimeter. Uh, They're just going to be really hard to beat. And the Thayer Lady Bobcats were the number one seed in the district over at Van Buren. And uh, I got a chance to see those games. In fact, tonight I'll go broadcast both the semifinal games 
You got in Alex that that district in Van Buren. You have three of the top ten ranked teams in the state of Missouri in one district. Got the Thayer Lady Bobcats ranked number three, the East Carter Lady Redbirds ranked number four, and the Alton Lady Comets ranked number eight. And they all play again Wednesday evening uh, in the semifinals. And Neelyville, who's really good too, is the number four seed. So I expect some good games. Yeah, I want to give another shout-out to the Van Buren Bulldogs, the boys. Man, they've got quite the record. And give a shout-out to Jacob Black. Man, mm-hmm. he's doing a great job with those guys. And, yeah, they're in that district over at Kabul, uh, and they're the number one seed. So we expect good things out of the uh, Van Buren Bulldogs and the uh, Kabul Bulldogs. Alex, they're kind of a sleeper yeah. in this in this district. They're the number two seed, and they gave Thayer fits the other night in the Bobcats' final game of the year. Matter of fact, we were tied at 48 with Kabul going into the fourth quarter. Wow. Yeah, so the, what about Winona and Eminence in Somersville? You know, they're all good ball teams. Yeah, Somersville's the number one seed there. Uh, uh, Eminence is in that district. Bakersfield, I think, is in that district. Winona got beat in the first round uh, on Tuesday night, so they're out. But, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, there's a lot of good teams all around the region. And don't want to leave out Charleston Blue Jays in Class 3, the New Madrid County Central uh, ball club, they're ranked number one. The only only team they've lost to all season is Sykeston. <laughs> they well, well, I take that back. They lost to Sykeston, who's ranked number one in class five, I believe. And they lost the other night to somebody else, uh, maybe Cape Central Notre Dame, who's really good. But uh, yeah, and Madrid County Central defending state champions and odds on favorite to win it again. So we'll see what happens. It's an exciting time of the year. This is well. We're going to go to a break, everybody. When we come back. In segment two, we're going to talk about turkey vocalizations. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. This is Brenda Valentine, and you're listening to American Roots Outdoors with Alex Rutledge and friends. Cutting off the farm, wishing on some love. I've been on a big board for a while. I can load him in the back of my truck. We can take it to a holler. Hey, Redbone, did you hear about that new deer feed? What new deer feed? Hey, Buck Grits, boys. You ain't heard of that yet? Buck Grits. Buckgrits.com. Well, tell us about it. What makes it better than any other deer feed? Well, Buck Grits has got the protein a deer needs. It's got the fat a deer needs. It's got the amino acids. It's got the energy. It's got it all, brother. It's going to well, bring them back after the rut, and it's going to put a rack on their head. And it's going to help the lactating doe, I assume, too, after they have the fawns. That's right. Keep the fawns going and get them for the next crop. Well, where can I get Buck Grits? buckgrits.com. You can get a sample, you can order it directly from the website, and we're coming to a retailer near you. If you want to help a deer herd, use Buck Grits. Across the creek Up a big old hill Year after year Got my hunting gear the Ammunition presents Welcome back to American Roots Outdoors Segment 2 of our show and we are talking about the wild turkey. We've covered everything from the biology to the habitat. Now we're talking about vocalizations. But before we get into vocalizations, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the NWTF. We just got back recently, Sunday evening, from attending the show. And it looked like a record attendance, Redbone. And uh, I, I got to give a big shout-out to my buddy, Eddie Salter. He got inducted into the Grand National NWTF National Hall of Fame. That's very so, cool. And yep. what I understand, that and, is that is voted on by all the previous winners. Is that correct? 
Exactly. Yeah. So. Exactly. That's how they do it. Somebody's got to nominate them from a previous winner. Okay. Well, congratulations, Eddie Salter. One of the truly good guys in the entire outdoor industry. I don't care what anybody says. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, he, he's just a Southern gentleman, you yeah. know. And, and uh, I want to say this. Eddie has done a lot for the NWTF, and he's done a lot for the sports circuit and taking kids and doing thousands of seminars across the U.S. and educating everybody to encourage them to turkey hunt. So uh, that's one of the reasons he's in there. He's just a great sportsman and conservationist and educator. Yeah, and a great one, mentor. Yeah, and one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Also, Alex, uh, now you and Eddie and Matt Moret were doing a, a presentation during the NWTF. How'd that go? Yeah, it went good. We, we, they didn't do any announcements over the PA system saying that we're doing a seminar. They just had a little poster out there saying we're doing a seminar. It started out slow with about 30 people there, mm-hmm. and it got up to about 75 to 100 people started coming in. But it went very well, and uh, we talked about uh, you know where we started, and we started with HS, all three of us and shared some stories with everybody, and we did some calling techniques and told stories on each other. And <laughs> we promoted conservation, and we wanted to encourage everybody that attended to uh, encourage others to become members of the NWTF yeah. because that's the only way that we can keep the, the, this great organization strong and create revenue to help educate more and more of our younger generation Redbone. Yeah, and, and they continue the good work that the NWTF has done because without the National Wild Turkey Federation, there might not be any wild turkeys in parts of the country. I mean, they, they were the they were the ones that started the restoration nationwide, and, uh, boy, they have been tremendously successful. They have, and I want to say this. This is one of those did-you-know moments. Did you know that Pack Ranch, and we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. is one of the first turkey restoration programs ever started in Missouri? Oh really? Yeah. Well, that would figure. I mean, that would figure. You know where it's located, and the and the habitat is is prime for turkeys. So, yeah. And yeah. and of course, that's where we started the uh, elk restoration project too. Yeah, I want to say too. Also, getting back to NWTF, still elaborating on that, is that I was there representing Wise Data Camps and Buck Ritz. And our other sponsors was their Apex Ammunition and Eagle Seed. Mm-hmm. I didn't get to go visit their booths because we were swamped. The only time <laughs> I left the booth was to use the bathroom or to take a badge to someone to get them in the show. Yeah. So we was covered up. We sold a lot of cameras and sold a lot of butt rits. And anybody listening, if you're a dealer, you want to become a dealer of butt rits or WiseEye, uh, go to www.wiseeyetech.com or go to eagleseed.com or apexammunition.com or buckgrits.com to become a dealer. Uh, that being said, I want to also announce that Monty's Outdoors will be carrying the HS calls and Hearst Farm and Feed in West Plains is carrying our calls right now this moment, and I'm hoping to get them in at Thayer as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah, you know, Alex, you mentioned but, WiseEye Technologies. I, uh, I saw a post the other day on Facebook. Somebody posted for sale 16 used, and I won't give the name brand, uh, 16 used trail cameras. I am switching my entire operation over to WiseEye. And well, they, we, 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 I can't tell you how many people Redbone come to us and said, listen, you guys are so far ahead of all these other companies. Yeah. 
And this one guy, I'm not going to name his name or what cameras they are, but he said he had 19, I believe. And he said, I'm getting rid of these. He said, this is the future right here. You guys got it going on. Your customer service is impeccable. Yeah. So people are switching. Yeah. And and that's kind of the thing I was going to say. Their customer service is unmatched by anybody else in the uh, trail camera, game camera uh, category. I mean, there's, it's, it's personal. Exactly. I mean, if you follow their Facebook page, exactly. it is personal. Somebody posts a question on Facebook, and it's not 10 minutes, and somebody from Wise Eye is responding to that post. Exactly. And I want to say this, too. You know, uh, the Wise Eyes can scout for you mm-hmm. in states where it is legal. Check the rules and regulations to make sure it's legal to use trail cameras. Uh, state of Pennsylvania, you cannot use the aid of a, of a camera to hunt mm. turkeys. Oh, wow. So... And the thing is, real quick, I'll touch on this so we're getting into vocalization, is that you can set these cameras on these strut zones, food plots, corners of fields, etc. And if you've reached into turkey the night before and say you've got 10 cameras out and that turkey gets away from you, the hens take them away, and your morning just slows down. If you didn't have the cameras, you'd think, well, I need to run a gun to try to strike a turkey. Well, if your morning's slow and all of a sudden your phone buzzes, and food plot six or seven, there's gobblers in both those food plots. Where are you going? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It really is so kind of a no-brainer. Where the turkeys are at. Yeah. I also use them for my boundary lines, my, my county road in front of my house who comes into my gate, my daughter's gate. You can use from all kinds of things. But what I want to do now is get right into turkey vocalizations before we go to segment three. We just got a few minutes left. Yeah, just about uh, one minute, yeah. Yeah, so what I want to do is just say this. The mama hen starts talking to the pulse in the egg as soon as the pulse, even before they're, they're, they're completely formed. Hmm. And the pulse inside the egg are making peep sounds, and the mama hen is purring to them and keeping the eggs warm. She's communicating with them the minute they're in that egg and they're developing. So think about that. Hmm. So we're going to talk more about that when we come back to segment three. Everybody, we're going to go to a break. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more of America Reach Outdoors right after this. In my old pair of hunting boots, passed on down, planted deep in the ground, around your heart, so you never got to worry. Hey guys, it's food plot planting time here in the Ozarks and all across the country. What are you planting this year, Wayne? I'm going to put some smorgasbord in with a whole lot of clover. You're going to put some extra clover in it. What? Smorgasbord? What is smorgasbord? Man, it is a variety of annuals and perennials that will get you through fall time, winter time, and all the way into spring. It's awesome. You want to plant healthier food plots to track all kinds of game? Go to www.eagleseed.com. It's a smorgasbord. You know, we all get tired of certain things. The smorgasbord has everything. Your deer will love it. Eagleseed.com. American roots. Legacy Farm and Land Specialist LLC presents. Welcome back to America Roots Outdoors, segment three of the show. Uh, this segment, we've got Ryan McKinley of Legacy Farmland Specialist LLC joining us, and he's going to talk about a piece of property. But before we do, I want to talk about 
the vocalizations of that hen talking to those pulse in the egg when they start peeping and making sounds. She's communicating with that baby in that egg, just like a, a human communicates with their child inside the stomach. I think it's really neat. Don't you, Redbone Ryan? Uh, glad to have glad to have be here with y'all, uh, Alex. And yes, I do. Yeah, I do too. I think that's that's pretty amazing, and and I, you know, I know they they talk about you know in the in the humans that uh, it really helps with the baby's development, and they become familiar with mama's voice and daddy's voice, and it, it just helps with the early development of that child. So probably the same goes for the turkeys. That way, that that poult knows mama when when she comes out of that egg. Well, what what happens here, everybody, so you understand? When she's sitting on that nest for twenty eight days, and she keeps them at a certain temperature, those poults. As she's talking to them, when they reach maturity and they start pecking themselves out of that egg, she's talking to them. And I'm going to create some of the sounds for you on the M150 ARO. And what she does, she'll be purring and whining. Just communicate with them. She's talking to her, and the little the, the pulse inside they they may be going. inside the eggs. How do I know this? I've raised turkeys, and you can listen. It's real very low, but you can hear those sounds if you're close to a clutch. It's close to hatching out of the eggs, pecking away out there. So the communication starts inside the egg as they're developing. It's pretty cool, Redbone. That is really cool, really cool, and we'll do more of that too as a, as we go on here. So, uh, Ryan, yeah. Ryan, are you a turkey hunter? Yes, sir. Yeah, are you a turkey hunter? You bet. You bet. You bet. I am. <laughs> if you had between, if you had to pick between turkey hunting and deer hunting, which would we do? Well, I've always told people that if I had to pick one thing to do outside, that is crappie fishing. But between deer and turkey, I don't know. I see. I just started shooting turkey. I just started turkey hunting in 2018. Okay. So I'm I'm still a newbie to okay. this process. Yeah, me too. But um, I hunt places that are very abundant in large gobblers, and mm-hmm. we have a very good time doing it. I enjoy it thoroughly. Yeah. And we're doing a turkey camp with, with Ryan over in Kentucky this year, everybody. Mm. If anybody's listening wants to go to that camp, we're doing some three-day camps over there. What's the dates on that, Ryan? Is it 26 to 28? Or is it I not? I so. 28, no, 28 um, through the 30th. Yeah. I know what it is. 28 through yeah. the 30th. The last three days. days of April. So if anybody's interested, contact me or Ryan. But what I want to do right now, Ryan, we're going to call this the legacy farmland moment. What piece of property do you want to talk about to all the listeners that listen to us in 19 countries and all the, all the southern Missouri and northern Arkansas? Hey, everyone. Well, what we're going to highlight here is 150 acres in Mississippi County, Missouri. That is over um, – the farm is actually northeast of Charleston, Missouri. Um, it's 150 acres of Mississippi River bottom ground. Uh, great farm, all all timber. Um, and you want to talk about turkeys? Uh, in the in the recent years, um, t- t- having very high numbers of turkeys 
in the Mississippi River bottoms have become a thing. Yeah. And people people are getting in more tune and learning about turkeys and because they are they're they're sitting in a deer stand where thirty years ago they didn't see a turkey. Well now they're sitting in deer stands down there and they're seeing thirty turkeys. Hmm. And so it, it brought it to light and people are like, Well let's let's try to turkey hunt. So um great numbers of birds in that area. Uh it is a high QDM farm the the owner has really upgraded this farm. It looks good. It looks gorgeous. Um, he's producing a hundred, um, you know, Booner class deer every year uh, with great turkey hunting. I mean, great turkey hunting. And so it is our shining star this week. Um, if anybody wants a place, it's not too much acreage where it's so expensive. It's just way out there. Uh, it's smaller acreage, but it's all timber and it's managed well with uh, food plots in place. The hunting, the shooting blinds are there. Everything is there. You just have to show up. Wow, I also like- might want to add that the waterfowl hunting, the backup sloughs in there that's on the property holds a lot of ducks, too. When they it can. It can. Uh, River Mississippi River gets up to flood stage at Cairo. Um, you can start to get water in there, and if the timing is right, you can have ducks in those woods. So, so absolutely, then you're hunting green timber. If somebody's interested in setting up an appointment with you to look at this property, how can they contact you to look at this 150 acres in Mississippi County? Uh, you can give me a call, 57 on my cell at 573-683-1449, or shoot me an email at legacylandmo at gmail.com. Okay, one more time. Give them that number. 573 683 one four four nine. That's my personal cell. You can give me a call. Now your email. Legacy land mo at gmail dot com. Ryan, thanks for joining our show. We're gonna to try to have Ryan or somebody from Legacy join the show every week to highlight a piece of property. Great looking farm. I put my name on it. I went and looked at the farm, toured the farm, seen the bucks that's coming off of there, and see some of the old rub sign these big bucks and those close, big farming fields, soybeans and corn all around this farm. It's Ooh. all mostly 99.9% timber. Uh, we're going to go do a break, everybody. And thank you, Ryan, for joining the show. And Thanks for back, having me. And we come back, segment four. We're going to talk more about turkey vocalizations. Don't go away. We'll be right back with more right after this. Hey, y'all, it's Tyler Farr, and you're hanging with me and my good buddy, Alex Rutledge, on American Roots Outdoors. Accurate, deadly, dependable, Hornady ammunition. From a two-man operation in 1949 to a world-leading innovator of bullet, ammunition, reloading tool, and accessories design and manufacturer today. Hornady. Each piece is hand-inspected to ensure consistency and quality. Ammunition engineered to perform flawlessly. Simply put, the best. Hornady Ammunition. Find Hornady Ammunition at a retailer near you and at Hornady.com. Eagle Seed 
and Buck Grits presents Welcome back to American Roots Outdoor segment four of our show. Wild turkey hunting tactics, uh, biology, habitat, vocalizations. We're covering vocalizations of the wild turkey. I want to thank Ron McKinley of Legacy Farm and Land for joining us. Listen, that 150-acre piece of property in Mississippi County, Redbone. I went over there. I put my name on it. Yeah. That farm blazed perfect. Uh, man, a lot of deer and turkey come through that property. Now, sometimes that property will flood, but when the floods go down in the early spring, uh, the turkeys move in there. Yeah, yeah it sounds like a really good place. A lot, lot of great food sources around there, too, and also in the food plots on that property. Right. Let's get back to vocalizations. Once that turkey comes out of the egg and that turkey uh, goes get insects water, it follows its mama everywhere. And that baby turkey, those baby turkeys, will kiki to their mothers when they're lost. And as a young turkey, until they grow older, they, they get louder, of course. But as a young turkey, they just barely make a sound like this. Real high pitch. It's not very loud because they're so small. Mm -hmm. Okay, and if they get separated from their mama, they may plead even more. And they go, <laughs> it's, like, it's like a whistle. We call it the kiki. Okay, and they usually don't yelp until they get, you know, a month, two months old. And the, the yelp will come in. We call that the kiki run. Mm -hmm. So the mama will talk to them, and she will cluck and purr, and she will yelp to them. The old mama hen, she's trying to gather them. They've been scattered at a young age, and she'll purr to them like this. Again, this is the ARO M150. We've got the E250 and L300. And she's sitting, that's content. But when they get scattered, she'll yelp. She'll watch this. She's pleading to them. Tell them, I'm over here. Come to me over here, kids. Yeah. So that's the old hen assembly right there. And when they're whistling, that's the way they communicate in that stage. Yes, Alex. Yeah, let me before we move on. I want to ask you something about that. Uh, when those poults okay. get scattered or they get lost, will Mama stay in one spot and call them back to her, or will she actually move around trying to find them? Usually, she she will move close to them or she hears that young turkey, and you know, depending on what scared them or broke them up, mm -hmm. if it was cows or whatever, she may be up in a tree. You know, so to, you can't, you don't have a definite answer for that. It's got to depend on the situation, but as a rule of thumb, she usually gets close and stays stationary to that one spot, makes them all come to her. Okay. Yeah, and that would make sense because if she started scrambling after a lost pole, then she might lose all of them. Yeah. Okay. Now, I'm going to key key on this diaphragm. This is the uh, ARO E250. Okay. Okay. Listen to this key key. And the mama hen will even kiki back to them, but the young turkeys will sound like this. As they get older, they get a little more, a little louder. That's the kiki again. 
Now, the older they get, the bigger they get, the more volume that they can have. Mm-hmm. And the thing I want to point about out about calling the turkeys is a lot of people don't know how to talk to a turkey. Turkeys are not monotone. They talk with emotion. They call with emotion. And I want to encourage all of our listeners to learn to call with emotion. Call subtle when you need to. Call medium excited when you need to. Call very excited when you need to. So it's important to learn how to talk to a turkey. Yeah, and and when you say, you know, know, light, medium, or, or, you know, super excited, uh, does that have to do with the pitch or the, the rhythm? Of the call? I mean, can you give us an example? All of the above. Uh, this should be subtle, okay? That's subtle. Mm-hmm. This is called medium aggressive. This is very aggressive. So you can tell the difference in those three situations I mm-hmm. just uh, did for y'all. So when you call a turkey, you don't want to go out there and be monotone all the time and do the same thing all the time. One of the things I can suggest to our listeners, if you never turkey hunted and you get the situation, if the head's going to talk it to you, copy what they are doing. Do the same thing they are doing. Sure. And a lot of times that works to lure that hen into you if she's got a gobbler with her and you call the hen to you. Yeah. And, and it only makes sense. I mean, if you, if you think about the human voice, uh, you know, we, we, we can talk down here, but as we get excited, our voice gets a little bit higher and we start talking a little bit faster. And then when we try to yell at somebody, yeah. it gets a whole lot higher and it gets a whole lot faster. So, I mean, you can equate the two together, uh, you know, the human voice and, and just think about, you know, what you would do if you were calling to a friend or one of your kids, or mom and dad, whatever the case may be. And, I mean, the same principle applies at that point. You know, Eddie Salter said it best, and I'm always referencing Eddie Salter and Ray I. Uh, you know, it's kind of like your wife. If you want to get a kiss from your wife, you don't say, hey, baby, give me a kiss. You know, <laughs> you'll want to start soft and easy, hold her hand, and look at her and flutter your eyes and be subtle. Hey, baby, I love you. <laughs> the initial sound or connection you make, you start slow and easy. Same way with turkey calling. Yes. You start that first call subtle, slow and easy. If you're too aggressive right off the bat, it could be turn it could be a turn off to a gobbler. It could be a turn off to a hen turkey if you're trying to communicate with hens. So again, repeating, always start soft and subtle and easy. All right, so Alex, I know we got we got just a couple of minutes left here, but I but I want to ask this question because people now are starting to look for turkeys and and you know trying to to find out where these turkeys are and if you are out scouting do you want to call and if you do what call would you make so what we're doing red bone is you're, you're trying to locate a turkey mm-hmm. so when you're looking turkey you want to imitate the sounds of a barred owl and that's what we're doing right now the okay. turkeys are just now starting to gobble here in the ozarks and they're, they're still in the pecking order, the dominance order, and they start gobbling. What happens is one turkey gobbles. A mature turkey usually gobble rolls out a lot longer. And the jake will gobble short, 
So they're trying to proclaim dominance. So if one turkey gobbles, the other gobbles in the group. So if you can gobble, I can gobble. Well, they get into arguments. They get into pushing matches. And they will do what we call fighting purge. And I'm going to demonstrate the fighting purge on the ARO Margaret Slate. And they try to establish dominance. Listen to this. This call's never been sanded. So that creates aggressiveness. Mm -hmm. That's the aggressive fighting power. Okay? And what that does, it stimulates, and they do those sounds to show aggression. Okay? But if you're wanting to go out and listen to turkeys right now, and the owls are starting to heat, they're starting to mate as well. And I'm going to demonstrate the owl sound with the ARO owl call. And they have these calls at her swarming feed and mommy's outdoors. He will have them soon. So when I go out and owl hoot, I don't go out and owl hoot an eight-note series right off the bat. Because if you're going in the woods blind and you haven't heard a turkey, you may be right on top of a turkey. So you want to owl hoot with a single note. Here, check this out. That's the single note. And that right there will make a turkey gobble. Hmm. If the turkey doesn't gobble, then do maybe the full note. Then if it doesn't respond and you get a little louder, you can open your hands up and do the eight note. Then you've made him gobble. There you go. And that's a really good place for us to wrap it up. And as always, the show has flown by today, but we've learned some really good stuff. And, uh, uh, of course, we'll move on. We'll have the bonus segment up on our uh, – uh, you can find that on any of your podcast carriers as we continue here. But uh, uh, what, we'll get, what, what will the pod, what we're going to do on the podcast on the bonus segment here, Alex? Okay, what we're going to talk about is the crow call, but we're also going to talk about the other calls that I have in the ARO arsenal that will help you sound like different hens, which will help you – determine what call to use by the way to respond to the calls. It's great to have a variety of calls in your turkey vest because not one call will always work. Yeah. It's always about the frequency or the sound of the pitch. So I want to wrap it up here. I want to thank everybody for listening, all of our radio sponsors that help us across Cape Girada, all the way to Ava, Missouri, Harrison, Arkansas, all the way northern Arkansas, all of our listeners, KSMO, all of them. And share the outdoors with a with a child. Share the outdoors with somebody who's never turkey hunted. Teach them about God's creation. You know, God tells us to take dominion of all the animals, uh, living, walking creatures, and, and the fish of the sea. Uh, teach your boys to be men. Teach your girls to be ladies. And always remember, when your roots run deep and strong, there is no reason to fear the wind. So you never got to worry. What the wind might do, American Roots. Thank you for joining us for today's American Roots Outdoors Radio with Alex Rutledge. You can find us on Facebook. Look us up on the World Wide Web at AmericanRootsOutdoors.com. We'll be back again next week on this great radio station. From a whippoorwill to an old house who Sitting still till it's time to shoot American roots Take it to a holler
take you to a field across a creek up a big old hill. Do you want to sell your land? Do you want to buy land, hunting land, farmland? Contact Legacy Farm and Land Specialist LLC. Ryan McKinley, tell us about Legacy. Legacy Farm and Land Specialist LLC is based out of Poplar Bluff, Missouri. We service all the state of Missouri. We're opening up an office in Kentucky. Come and see us. There you have it, folks. Legacy Land and Farm Specialist LLC. Buy, sell, auction. Ryan McKinley, 573-683-1449. In my old pair of hunting boots, passed on down, planted deep in the ground. Apex Ammunition presents. Welcome back to America Roots Outdoors. If you're listening to this, you are listening to us on probably your favorite podcast listener or, or app, podcast app. Yeah. So that being said, we are on every podcast career available. We're going to talk about another locator call in this bonus segment and other calls that we have in our arsenal. A crow call is used throughout late morning. Uh, it can be used at break and light. And again, using a locator call, I don't go out there and just start blasting as loud as I can right off the bat. Uh, I'll cut my hand on the end of the ARO crow call and check out how realistic this sounds. You know, and I've got my hand cupped over the end of it. So I usually want to hit three or four blocks like this to give up that turkey's location. And one of the things I like to do with the crow call, too, if I've located the turkey and I'm moving into that gobbler to set up on that gobbler, I'll check him with that crow call as I'm getting closer and closer. And again, that makes him gobble because it's shocking him. Mm -hmm. And some people say, well, why does a, a crow call make a turkey gobble? Well, the turkey's on the edge. You know, everything uh, has been trying to eat him ever since he or she come out of the egg. We're talking about the gobbler. And it's springtime, you yeah. know, and his, his testosterone levels are high. The days are getting longer. The weather's getting warmer. He's on the edge, man. He's tense. He knows he's got to fight to take part in this breeding ritual. And if he hears another turkey gobble, he's a dominant turkey. He wants to respond instantly to say, hey, I'm the king of the woods. You shut up over there, other gobbler. So it shocks him. He's on the edge. So that's why they respond to that red bone. Yeah, and, and, and there really are a lot of things that will shock a turkey. I mean, <laughs> I remember one time going out, and they're just shutting the truck door, and the turkey gobbles. Yeah, and that depends on the type of turkey. If you're yeah. in Mark Twain National Forest, those Ozark National Scenic Riverways where they get pressured, you don't ever want to slam a truck door. Right. <laughs> because they get used to that. They hear those vehicles and people stopping on the roads, getting out and calling on a box call, and I'm going to demonstrate here. This is the LeBron box, and something I want to say, all my calls are named after family members of my family uh, that's related to me in some way or another, and this box is the LeBron box. It's named after my mother and... Uh, uh, it means a lot to me. So they get out of the rig, they, they slam their door, nothing gobbles, they get it and they go. And they're calling loud. 
first thing, they probably spooked the turkey by slamming the door because everybody else does. <laughs> so turkeys hear that, and they relate those sounds to danger. So you don't want to get out of your truck, slam the door. Never. I don't do that. Right. Okay? I always quiet as possible. I let things calm down before I walk into the woods, whatever. Try to get there a little early, let everything settle in, let them calm down. Now, again, this is a reverb box. I say, I got a gobble located. One of the first sounds I make to him is what we call a tree call. I'm doing this on the burn box, just real soft. And she's saying, hey, big boy, I'm over here. Wake up. You know, where are you at? And if he hears her, he gobbles to her. So they're communicating with each other. Okay? And as the morning progresses, uh, the hens start talking. If there are groups of hens, different hens will be in a tree. And this is done on the Margaret Slate. And they're talking, just those yelps to each other. This sound here is now on the Evelyn slate. It's a bigger slate. And they're talking to each other. So if you carry a variety of calls with you, you sound like different hens. And the gobbler hears that. He's thinking, oh, that's four or five hens over there. We're going to have a party. Yep, that's where I need to go. That's where I need to be. Yeah, that's where I need to go. So as the morning progresses, they start tree putting. And he starts getting more tense. Uh, and tense, she does her yelping. It's more rhythmic and a little louder. <laughs> he answers, and as the morning progresses, and she gets ready to fly down, and she's excited, and she's trying to get him more excited. She'll do what we call fly down, something like this. If he's a lonely old gobbler and he's excited and he's wanting to mate, he may gobble so hard that he'll be wiping sweat off his forehead. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a calling technique that I use a lot of times to excite a gobbler to try to control him. If you think about a turkey gobbler, actually, we're reversing Mother Nature. The gobbler gobbles to attract the hens. Mm -hmm. But as a turkey hunter, we are trying to reverse that redbone. Yeah, and that's what really makes it really tough. And I was going to say also that if you do that fly down and then you immediately hear that gobbler, I mean, just really get after it, you better get, you better get in, you better get in position because something's fixing to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what it is, if a gobbler interrupts your call, yeah. He, he's telling, he's very fired up. It's kind of like you, you, me and you talking about, say, uh, you want to sell me a car. And if I interrupt you, excited, want to talk more about the car, what am I telling you? Yeah, that you are interested interested. in that call. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm interested. Yeah. So what I want to do now is show you another call, and I use this call a lot. And we're kind of getting it. We're still doing vocalization, but I'm just talking about the way I use calls. This is the ARO2 call. I use this call to make turkeys gobble because it's got a lot, lot of volume, and it sounds so realistic. And this call is called the ARO Loud Lips. Listen to this. (laughs) 
that caused a lot of volume. It's got a different frequency mm-hmm. than a lot of the other calls, the diaphragm or the slate calls. So we've covered all the American Roots Outdoors calls, and we're going to demonstrate these calls more throughout the show in this segment of the show, maybe parts of the show next week yeah. on show number four. But uh, we've covered some great content here. We'd ask anybody, if you listen to our show, please get on the American Roots Outdoors podcast Facebook page. And if you've got questions, please ask us on that Facebook page. And we'll submit these questions within the show to help you become a more proficient turkey hunter. All right, Alex, and that's a good place for us to wrap it up for this week here on the podcast. And uh, don't forget on the podcast as well, if you want to hear what we talked about it during the radio show, that is also available, all four segments, here on your favorite podcast carrier. All right, so Alex, uh, that'll wrap it up for this week. Yes, sir. Again, we want to thank everybody for supporting American Roots Outdoors. I want to mention our sponsors again, uh, Wise Eye Technologies, Legacy Farm and Land, Hornady Ammunition, Eagle Seed. Buck Grits, and Apex Ammunition, and American Roots Outdoors. Again, share the great outdoors with a kid or someone who's never hunted before. It's God's creation. He tells us it's okay to hunt the animals and partake of. Always remember, take a kid and teach that kid to be a man if he's a boy. Teach the girl to be a lady. And always remember when your roots run deep and strong. There's no reason to fear the wind. Hey, turkey hunters, this is Alex Rutledge. Have you heard about Apex Ammunition? If you haven't, they are American-owned, American-made, made made one at a time, hand-loaded. These turkey loads will give you the confidence that you need to close the deal on that old hook daddy longbeard gobbler. For more information, go to www.apexammunition.com.